There are many ways that Egypt in the Old Testament pictures the world. When the children of Israel experienced the Exodus, the scripture reports, after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with an high hand in the sight of all the Egyptians. Just as faith in the applied blood of the Passover lamb provided life to the firstborn, then deliverance from the Egyptian bondage, so the redeemed of God are delivered out of spiritual bondage. The world brings affliction upon believers by creating conflict within the home, by creating conflict between a husband and a wife, by confusing role models uh, in the home. The world creates affliction in the home by, uh, by confusing the role models in the home. The world uh, creates struggles between a husband and a wife and children because its principles are diametrically opposed to Christianity. Welcome back to Praying For You, a weekly broadcast that features the preaching and teaching of evangelist Oliver Areza. We are glad to have you join us today. At the end of this broadcast, I will give you important numbers to contact Oliver and some information to follow him on social media. With your Bible open to Exodus chapter number 14 and verse number 8, let's join him for part 2 of Living the High Hand Principle. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 verse 16, and he, this is talking about the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, and he said, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, in other words, giving birth to a, a, a child, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. And I don't know about you, but I'd say that's pretty, uh, that's pretty hateful. I mean, the world said to the Hebrews, murder your sons. We see a lot of murdering of sons today by bringing all kinds of confusion and wanting to girlify our boys today. And what a sad, what a sad day it is. You better make sure your boys know they're men's before the government schools tell them they're not. You see, they, uh, they, they are, they, they are in, in so many ways, it is a picture of the world. Uh, John chapter 15 says this, the world hated Jesus. If the world hated the Lord Jesus Christ, and you better mark it down, it's going to hate Christians too. John 15 and verse 18 says this, If the world hate you, these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. And then he says in 1 John 3, 13, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. So why does the world hate Christianity? Why does the world hate Christ? Well, because God is holy and this world is wretched. And because God is right and this world is wrong. Why does the world hate Christ and Christianity? Because God is light and this world is nothing but darkness. God is supreme. And they hate God because one of these days they're going to have to answer to God because God is the final judge. And one day all are going to stand before him. 
Thank God they, they hate him because he reproves the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He reproves the world's deeds and motives. And when the Hebrew children came out of Egyptian bondage, they had been under bondage for over 400 years. And through those plagues that we talked about, and now finally Pharaoh is going to release them. The Bible said they left, they left Egypt with a high hand. So just as the children of Israel went, uh, they were sent to, uh, uh, just as the children of Israel were sent a deliverer to lead them out of bondage, we as sinners are given a deliverer. Amen. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as faith in the applied blood of the Passover lamb provided life for the firstborn, amen, then deliverance from Egyptian bondage, so the redeemed of God are delivered out of bondage, the bondage of sin, the bondage of death, the bondage of guilt, the bondage of shame. The Lord Jesus Christ is our example, amen. In, in Matthew chapter 2, verse 15, it says, and there, was, uh, and there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the Lord, uh, the prophet saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. So in many ways, the Passover pictures salvation through the blood uh, when they declared Egypt, amen, when they, when they departed Egypt, the manner of their exodus was with a high hand. They departed with a high hand. The importance of, this, uh, of the exodus should be felt in the church. Amen. Every one of us as believers ought to be living our life in the high hand fashion. You see, the Lord Jesus, like Moses, set us free. The Lord Jesus... Moses confronted a slave owner, the devil, and through the manifest power of God, uh, forced him to relent his power. The Lord Jesus, like Moses, leads his people through the wilderness of this world uh, and intercedes for them and provides for them and meets their every need. And through the both Moses and Jesus came a holy covenant between God and his people. The covenant of Moses was temporary and could not ultimately save, but the covenant of Jesus Christ is eternal and superior to everything uh, that, uh, that it was given before that time. Since the new covenant established on a better promises, according to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, the new covenant results in salvation for all who trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one and he is the only one that's worthy Amen. A greater honor than Moses, according to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse number 3. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 8, it says, And the children of Israel went out of Egyptian bondage with a high hand. So to walk out, to walk out of Egyptian bondage with a high hand, it means to walk out with great boldness. To when they walked out of Egypt with a high hand, uh, the shackles of bondage were over. The affliction, they were walking out of it. When they walked out of Egypt with a high hand, uh, uh, it means that they walked out with boldness and courage. They walked out of Egyptian bondage without fear, without anxiety, without worry. They walked out with their heads and their hands held high. 
Amen. They had come out of bondage and they were walking into liberty, walking into freedom, and they walked out with a high hand. My friend, those of us here today who have been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should live our lives by the high hand principle. And what do you mean by that? I mean we ought to live our lives victoriously and courageously and bravely and positive and bold and intentional. Amen. The children of Israel went out of Egypt. They came out of bondage with a high hand. Amen. They walk out of bondage with a high hand. How can we as God's children live by this high hand principle? Well, here's the first way we can do that. Number one, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his death and burial and resurrection And I promise you, folks, if the Roman government could have produced a body, the body of Jesus Christ, they would have. If the Jewish religious leaders could have produced a body, the dead body of the Lord Jesus Christ, they would have. But you see, the greatest evidence of the resurrection has never been found in his body because Jesus rose from the grave. Amen. It is the most exciting thing that we can preach and believe. Uh, Amen. And because of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can walk out of the bondage of sin with a high hand. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, you may come from a sterile environment. You may come from a Christian home and you may not understand those things, but I'm sure there are people here this morning that understand what drugs do. They understand what liquor does. They understand what sin does. They know what sin has done in their lives and the lives of their family members, how it's taken them to the very dregs of life and sin and the ditch of sin. And thank God the blood of Jesus can lift us out of that nonsense. And we can live life by the high hand principle. I think it's so well stated in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. This is what we learn. Thank God that Jesus delivered us. Amen. He delivered us. Who hath, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Amen. I don't have to worry about anything that comes this way. There's absolutely nothing in this world that ought to scare us. Nothing in this world we ought to be afraid of. Nothing in this world we think we can't handle. God knows it all, my friend. And we can live our lives uh, with the high hand principle because, because of Jesus, we can walk out of the bondage of sin with a high hand. Jesus delivered us. Who hath delivered us? from the power of darkness. And the Bible says Jesus not only delivers us, but Jesus translates us, amen, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm telling you, as we look around the world and we see all the nonsense that is going on, we see these radical people that want to take away our freedoms. Uh, They want to put us in bondage. They don't want us to drive. They don't want us to own anything. They don't want us to have anything. Well, I'm telling you, listen, there's nothing in this world that I want. I'm living for a higher plane. And that's God. That's heaven. He he translated us. He delivered us. He translated us. Jesus' blood redeems us in whom we have redemption through his blood. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And Jesus' redemption gives us a forgiveness of sins. So you see, because of Jesus and his death and burial and resurrection, we can walk out of the bondage of sin 
with a high hand. Probably one of our favorite radio programs that we play on our network of stations is the Unshackled radio programs. I play them every day. I play them every day at 9 o'clock at night and I think at 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't get up for the 4 o'clock in the morning one. But because of the time change, you know, the time differences across the country and places around the world, we got a very interesting call. Uh, I think it was, let's see here, it was last month. And somebody from California, from San Diego, California, had picked up our radio stream. And uh, so it was, uh, he was listening to the 4 o'clock a.m. program of Unshackled. So it might have been 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. And he called that morning and left a message on the answering machine, the, the radio station answering machine. And he said, uh, the program that you play, the Unshackled program, he said, I just happened to catch it. And uh, I, I asked my son, I said, I want you to find that episode, son. I want to know what it was talking about. And the episode was about a woman who had claimed to be an agnostic and how she was living her life as an atheist, as an agnostic. And I've heard these unshackled programs so many times where these people get to the point where there's no answers for them and they're looking for answers and many of them will cry out to God in sincerity, Lord, if you, if you are real, show me, help me, lead me. And God does. And she told her story on how she had come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that man called the office. I wish I had the recording. I'd let you listen to it. He said, I was in a dark, dark place in my life. He said, I just can't, can't tell you. He said, where I was, I was just at a, a dark place, but I caught that program. And he said, I only caught eight minutes of it. He said, but the eight minutes that I caught, he said, something has happened to me. He says, I think I have been changed. This will end today's broadcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can hear this radio program or past broadcast by going to any of your major podcast platforms and entering Praying For You. To follow Evangelist Oliver Areza on social media, use EO Areza for Twitter and Getter. He also has a personal text number for you to reach out to him. Here's the number, 304-782-0594. Once again, 304-782-0594. Praying for You is a Gospel Voice production. Now Oliver will come back to the mic for prayer. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we come to You in the precious name of Jesus. And dear God, we come to You on behalf of those that are listening right now that are in a dark place, but the light of the Gospel has shined unto them. Dear Lord God, would You please Help them, Lord, to be saved. May the Holy Ghost of God convict them and show them their need of salvation. And today, may they call out to you for salvation. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.